into the audio sync. Yep. This is Pat's audio. This is Kevin's audio. Fucking mouse. Let me see. Do you want to attach? Does that have an uh, three point five, so you can put like a audio jack into it, or no? Uh, yeah, it does. But do we want to play the music from the songs? Like, will we get in trouble? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it, though, right? Isn't that a copyright thing? Yeah. Like, we're talking about it. It's not like we're actually showing the video. Well, I was going to play the clips. Yeah. But, like, not play the audio. Like, we'll, we'll be talking with the clip playing in the background okay. in, the, in the video. Yeah. Gotcha. Did I clap? Did I even clap? That fucking show, Dave, man. It makes me feel like I could rap, bro. <laughs> I'm like, man, if it if it's that easy, I feel really bad for um, I feel bad for his friends. But then at the end, it had a a nice conclusion kind of shit that was pretty fucking satisfying. It it, it uh the only only friend that I, I still do feel bad for is uh the Asian chick. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, feel, I feel really bad for her. I'm like, fuck, man. She she's still not getting a break. I'm like, but she's not really voicing like her concerns about it because she has like we could talk about it on the podcast. No. <laughs> All right, I'm about to let this shit rock. Hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it's a weekly podcast that focuses on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing today? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Far too kind. So we got, I think this is like the first out of uh, all these days that it hasn't been raining. Yeah. But it's still fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's still fucking hot. I mean, ooh, if you don't have an air condition, I don't know how you're living <laughs> down here because, oh, it is fucking brutal out here. It, uh, I think it's like 91 degrees, but it feels 98 is what uh, my fucking iPhone is saying. So my iPhone is saying that it feels 98. And I'm like, yeah, you about right. You about right. <laughs> um, 
So first up, we got um, Reservation Dogs, which uh, recently came out on FX. Uh, this was co-created by Taika Waititi. Um, what do you think about it so uh, far? For, yo, the first three episodes were fucking amazing. Um, it has uh, it has a grittiness to it, but it's like it's light gritty. You know, it's like uh, it's like. It hits you with seriousness, but then with that seriousness, it's also comedy. So the damn that you put out there, when you know when something serious happens, it's not a, like, a damn. It's like a damn, yo. That's fucked up. But it's like, it's it's, it's lighthearted, but, you know, you, you see the seriousness in it. And you can see, it make, you know, it um it makes you think, man. Like, I want, I want more. I want, you know, I want to see how other cultures are dealing with uh, with things kind of shit because I didn't know that uh, about like um, uh, indigenous people. I didn't know all that. I didn't know they were going through all that kind of stuff. I mean, it could be you know fabricated or something like that. But as far as I'm, I know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm on board. Like it is really fun to watch, and I'm enjoying it. You know, everything that comes out of FX so far has been like uh, fucking is on point. Everything. Yeah, agreed. Um, it feels like every show that they're making right now is it feels very genuine. Mm-hmm. Every show feels genuine. Um, Taika Waititi is one of the cre- was one of the creators, but it was really um, the other gentleman. Um, let me see what his name is. Reservation Dogs. I know that the other gentleman, um, Sterling Harjo, um, was the real person who like wrote the whole story. He's also um, has a, an indigenous background, um, and I love the fact that the cast is genuine. A lot of these, a lot of the actors on the show don't have a lot of experience, mm-hmm. little to no experience. This is for some of them. This is their first time in front of the camera, um, but it's a it's a very genuine cast. Real like really good stories. I love the fact that it's a little bit of everything. The first episode feels almost like a heist yeah. movie. Uh, and then it goes into comedy. Then it goes into uh, now he needs to defend himself and fight. I love his imaginary uh, guy that keeps yeah. popping up. His, his guidance <laughs> is... Uh, Who is like the complete opposite of a mentor. Like yeah. he's just giving him the worst advice and like yeah, the worst but, stories to tell. But it's it's supposed to be like something that, that he... It's it's not really his ancestor or something. It, That's it's, it's, his, it's him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like um, it's a reflection of him. So it's basically like uh, his imaginary friend kind of thing who's giving him bad advice. Because if you really think about it, if you had like some type of imaginary friend or something or some type of spiritual guy that just shows up, you would think that they would be giving you good advice. But no, it would basically be like it would be like your ego tripping kind of thing. Like, they wouldn't be giving you good advice. This is not, like, if it's not the movies and, like, a spiritual guy would would uh, would manifest, it wouldn't be advice that you wouldn't know. This is stuff that you have in your mind and you're just trying to figure out how shit works. So it wouldn't be the greatest of advice. It would just be something that, like, how's your mind going to cope with this? Well, I need to get, I need to get revenge. <laughs> this is yeah. the this is the first thing that I need. I need revenge and how I need to get it done. So do you think once once he starts, you know, breaking out of his shell and he starts, you know, looking at life different differently, you think that that other character is going to start talking different? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I would like to I I would like for it to to uh, go in that direction. Uh but 
there's still that comedy factor of like this guy saying the wrong advice and being funny about it. That's still, I, I think it needs to always be there. Unless around, you know, like the end of the season or the end of the series, you see that this thing is finally, you know, uh, has grown because he has grown as a character. And then you see that like the advice that he's giving out is genuine. And on top of that, it is really like, uh, it's built in research and understanding and stuff like that. Then, um, I mean, it'll show like a good ca- character growth from where he was at as uh, I think he's supposed to be sixteen years old or something. Yeah, they never bring up high school or anything like that. Uh, not so much, not so much. But um, I love the fact that even though it, it's such a different environment and it's such a different, it's something that you know we don't talk about. Um, yeah. But at the same time, the topics that they're covering about family, about you know, escaping your environment uh, to do something else. Like we've all been through those situations. Like we yeah. all, like everyone can relate to it. Um, it's just different when you see another culture experiencing it and mm-hmm. seeing it through their eyes. So that was, um, but love the show. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that I already saw a list of like the titles of mm-hmm. the future episodes. Um, it looks like it's going in a really good direction, and I don't know. Hopefully, they they get I mean, approved. So they're gonna get like eight. I think it's like six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. Um, and Can I, I do hope them. that they get approved for another get season. Approved? Oh, they they have to, man. Yeah. It's it's really good. I can't see. Uh, I can't. I don't know. FX has. Uh, they've got a way of giving you good shit and making good shit last that it makes you want to watch it kind of thing because uh think of atlanta even though uh only reason atlanta is not being uh shown and aired right now is just because well i mean donald glover is doing things and you know he had to take a break and which is which is cool because everybody else who's on the show you see that they're doing other stuff uh what's that paperboy the motherfucker's an eternal right now you know what i mean he's a fucking eternal which i would never have guessed him to be uh, an eternal, but um, but also representation. Bro. But Donald Glover <laughs> was in uh, Spider Man. Yeah, he was in Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it's a good fucking look, man. It's uh, man, you just love to see it, bro. You just like I, I get excited at uh, seeing things of like people blossom, b- blossom, man. The shit is, it's a good goddamn look, and um, it's pretty much it, man. Uh, Dave, that show. <laughs> now, Kevin was talking about it last week, and I finally watched all the episodes this week. And I have to say that um, my my most hated character on the show is Dave. Like, I do not like that motherfucker, dog. He's, he's his worst enemy. He is his worst enemy. And on top of that, the fact that... Um, which uh, they they said something in the in the show that I realized even like previously like uh, when I was watching episode one and two is that he just can't sit in silence kind of shit like he he has to make a joke he has to say something in order to break the tension kind of shit and they brought that up in the episode when he was supposed to meet um, Rick Rubin Rick Rubin and the episode before that. His uh, mom and his was that is that his stepdad? No, that's his dad. It's his his yeah. dad, his mom and his dad. They went to the mall, and um, you know she got mad because she fell on the floor and she got like water on her face and stuff. And then she put it out on her on on uh, his dad, 
and then they were in the car silent. And to me, that silent was perfect. It was like one of those like, yo, we're angry at each other, but I'm not going to say anything that's going to build up to anything more than what it is right now kind of shit. And this motherfucker breaks the goddamn silence with some bullshit in the car, dog. He's already sitting passenger seat, which is already like, yo, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Let both of them sit in, uh, in you know, the driver and passenger seat kind of shit. And you sit in the back and you just hang back. Let them be mad at each other. Let's just sit in the fucking silence. Be on your goddamn phone. And he says something. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, I felt... I felt the while I was watching, I was like, come on, man. What are you fucking doing? Saying some stuff. And he started saying some shit. And uh they never brought up the whole fact about like sitting in silence and shit until the Rick Rubin episode when uh he was talking to uh I, I guess it's supposed to be his uh like his assistant or something. His assistant and the assistant was just like quiet for a couple of seconds and then Dave says something and he was like why did you find a need to say something he said could you not just like just sit in the silence and you know me i'm a person who who's like if i'm driving if i'm riding with you or something like that yo sitting in silence is fine with me like we'll get to the location it's like yeah we we can have fun and then just sitting in silence is like fine because it's like yeah it's like your mind is just turned off and you know just relaxing just looking out the fucking window kind of shit but you know, sometimes some people just find a need to just having to say something, and it's like, and, and it's like it's not building nothing towards anything. It's it's an insecurity. Yeah, it's like it's like oh god. <laughs> now, what now? What you brought up? You you brought up about him sitting in the passenger seat. That I did want to ask that question. Mm. If you know two people who got in an argument, mm-hmm. and you know you're gonna ride in the car with them, would you ask the one of them like, yo, you want to sit in the back? Or like, do you want? No. To, or do you want me to sit in the front? Like, nah, I wouldn't. I'll be. I'll you sit. You would in the naturally back. sit in the back. Yeah, I'll yeah. naturally. Sit. If if like if I'm the third wheel to a couple, right? I'm naturally sitting in the back, off rip. Even like I'm off. Like even if it's like a fucking coupe, and you know I'm a big motherfucker. If I'm a, I'm sitting in the fucking back. I don't give a fuck because it's like, yo, this is this is it. I chose this. You know what I'm saying? Because at a situation like like I don't do that shit no more. Because I'm bringing my own car. Like, if, if you have a coupe situation, I already know that. Okay, well, I'll drive because I got four doors because I'm fucking considerate. At first and foremost, I'm fucking considerate. And um, what else? Uh, that's, yeah, that's. Have you ever been in that situation before? Um, I have. I have, but. Uh... But no, but my situation was different because I was the driver. So, oh, okay. but the thing was that this couple wanted to both sit in the back because the guy wanted to like work it out with the girl. So I felt like a like a limo driver, <laughs> and I'm just listening and driving, and there was no one in the passenger seat with me, um, which I think for me it made it more awkward because I'm like I gotta hear all this, I gotta hear, I gotta listen to this whether I like it or not. And I just have to, and I cannot give any feedback. I can't say anything because it's not my business. Yeah. Even though I'm listening to everything at full volume, I just have to just keep my mouth shut and continue driving. Did that you, was honestly one of the worst awkward moments. Did they of my solve? Life. Uh, nah, man. No, it got worse. <laughs> so basically, what happened was we were at a party, mm-hmm. 
and the guy I worked with him. So he invited. It was like a work party, yeah. and he invited his girl mm-hmm. and one of our coworkers, who's like very like promiscuous. She went up to his girl like, "Oh, are you his girlfriend? Oh my god, he's so awesome! This and that." And yo, she kept complimenting him and compli- that the girl started getting suspicions, and then that woman, the promiscuous one, told his girlfriend, "Like, do you guys want to have a threesome?" And she was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and then she goes to him like, "Yo, you work with her? Like, is she like this at work?" Like, she starts building up all these suspicions because he has cheated out on her in the past. Oh, okay, okay. Like he ha- he has done stuff like I this. Thought in the this past. came from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. no. If it, came, if it came from, from nowhere, it's like, hey, chill out, like yeah. relax. But no, but because he has a history of it, it just started growing suspicions. And like that was what they were talking about the entire ride home. And he was just like, nah, like I've never, I don't hang out with her. I like that. Like we work in two different what, departments. Like, what was it like? Were they at normal volumes or was it like a whisper kind of argument? Because you ever like have an argument it, it with somebody? Escalated. It escalated. Oh, okay. It started whisper and then it went up to yeah. like normal volume. The, the, the whisper arguments I love, man. They ain't nothing better than a whisper argument. Like, oh, yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, I mean, do you know him? Do you know him? That's the be- that's the best <laughs> part is when they're getting really angry, but they're still trying yeah. to. So it's like, and then all of a sudden it's, but you what are you mad for? What am I mad for? Are you serious right now? <laughs> let's let's paint back to the beginning of this. Three times she he comes up to you. He come he came up to you three times. <laughs> but it, and, and like their body, their yeah. body is screaming, but they're still whispering. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Ah, oh, good times, bro. <laughs> I think everybody's had those whispering matches, man. You know, it, it's it's fucking. It, it's like you. Know, I never. I never. I don't think I've ever won any of those whispering matches because it's always like you know. Like at one point, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I was. I was. Like, you know what? Forget this. Forget this. Oh man, I love it. So they just started. Did you play music? Um, did you turn off the music? I did, but like I didn't do it loud because I didn't want them to shout like shout over the oh. music. So I put it just low enough so it was like it was still background like oh. noise, like you know. Because I have a question about that. Like, okay, let's say that two people are fighting. They're they're, they're arguing. And you, two of your friends are fighting in the background, right? A couple and shit like that. Now you don't have the music on. They're arguing. Is it okay to turn on the music now? I, oof. <laughs> Is it okay? Like, middle of their argument, like, you turn on the music. Because you, you know they're both going to look at you. Yeah. Because like, they think that you're trying to make a point, like, hey, shut the fuck up. Shut or, the fuck up, yeah. yeah. Like, what, what's, <laughs> like, what's the move? I, I turned it on as soon as I turned on the car. Because I can't, like, I like to listen to my music. So, yeah. like, as soon as I turned on the car, I put on my music. But then I heard like they were arguing, and then like when I saw that he also went in the back seat because I thought he was gonna sit yeah. in the passenger. No, he went in the back. That's when I thought like, oh, he's gonna try to reconcile this. Like he's gonna try to oh, fix this. Man. Fuck, man. And yo, this party was all the way down in South Beach, and he lived in Pembroke Pines. Ooh, so that's like forty minutes, forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was a drive, <laughs> drive. Oh my god. Damn. The, but that's what I get for being like, oh, yeah, I'll drive. I'll be the driver. <laughs> I regret it. I regret it so much. Oh, my God, man. Now, now, now it's like, no, 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 I'll meet you there. Oh, yeah. 
it's, it's always about like <laughs> meeting there or something like that. Especially when it comes down to like couples, because as far as I know, it's always uh, yo. Every time I, I go out with a couple, it's always like there's gonna have there's gonna be an argument somewhere in there at, at some point, and I'm always like fuck. <laughs> I just I just fucked myself in this situation. This is hap- this happened like in my twenties. Now in my thirties, I'm like nah 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 nah. I'm willing to to drive or or anything like that. But you know sometimes you're in these situations that you you drive to somebody's house and then it's like no no we all just go as a couple kind of thing. So it's like all right cool. But I'm so happy that I got a phone now, and my phone has so many ways of me getting out of a situation. Just like not me like um personally getting out of there, but I can just like mentally get out of uh uh let's say a couple argument kind of shit. So if I see like my, my friend if they're if they're having they're having an argument and you know passenger driver seat kind of thing, I can just be like, oh let's see uh <laughs> let's see what's on Instagram. Let's check out some TikToks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm getting ripped tonight. All right, Pete. You know, you have to do that shit, bro. Because that's that's my... I got to get out because... Bro, because just like... Th- this hasn't happened in a long time, but... How dare the person, like, try to throw you into the argument? Like... Oh, they, yeah. Say, yo, yo, Pat. Yo, did you see... Did you see him do this shit? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like my heart automatically like I'm like oh no don't do this to me bro and it's so funny how when you're alone you're picky with watching your TikTok videos if mm-hmm. it's a situation like that every video is a great video every video is a great video what's that what's the the popular chick on TikTok what's her name who who steals uh, uh, people of colors dances and shit I'm like oh wow she is killing this dance wow why isn't she on Jimmy Kimmel anymore hmm <laughs> This is amazing, <laughs> yo. You know, I need you know I need to buy some AirPods too, just for that situation. Like, oh, yeah. just so you can just pop them in. But you know that shit that out of your thirties, that shit doesn't happen anymore because couples understand like we're in for the long haul. So that argument that they're having in the car, if somebody else is there, they're just gonna yo, they gonna keep that shit for the house. Now. And going back to what you were saying about like putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. You don't want to help anybody. Nah. So you end up become, you end up talking like an idiot because they're like, yo, did you not see it? Oh, man, look. Yo, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you, hand, like, you do the clean I, hand thing like, yo, like, yo, yo. Hey, yo. I was in the corner. Um, you said, yo, I didn't see anything. Talk, I, yo, I'm I, just, I was in the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. Yo, I ate really bad Taco Bell yesterday. It fucked me up. I was, yo. And then you, you go off into like this thing so yeah. that you could show like. Please do not put me in this don't Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Like, don't. don't throw me in this. Both of y'all are fucking awesome, and I don't want no part of this. So don't throw me in this to to fucking back you up or anything. I'm not. This argument just seems like something that that's a y'all thing, not a me thing. I'm just, I'm here to, you know what? I'll Uber. Drop me off right here on the side of I-95, and there'll be an Uber that's going to pick me up. I don't give a fuck. And it, it's... You know, damn you if you do that kind of shit. If you're a person who's just going to throw your friend under the bus just so you can get a leg up in the argument, it's like, why, bro? <laughs> why? Argue your goddamn points. <laughs> just argue your, your goddamn points. And if, if the other party doesn't understand it, argue again. Just keep on uh, <laughs> lather, rinse, and repeat. 
All right, and the main topic for uh, today's podcast. Um, so recently, I had a, a, a debate with coworkers about which generation had the best music videos, and I, I arrived to the conclusion that um, there, there, no one could win that competition because you got iconic videos from literally every decade. From the '80s, you have all the Jackson uh, music videos. You know, yeah, music videos start blowing up in the '80s, man. Oh, then, MTV was uh, something. That like, well, they had that song, you know, "Video Kill the Radio Star" kind of thing. And then in the '90s, you had Michael Bay directing music videos yeah. and making them like these big action that flicks. Videos, yeah. You know, like, you touch me like this or something. And then you have like these artistic directors that stepped in, like uh, Spike Jones and mm-hmm. all these people who 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 did the 2000s. So really, I, I feel like everybody, every every decade had those uh, beautiful, iconic videos. So we're gonna we're gonna go through each decade. Uh, we didn't want to. I didn't want to start in the '80s because I think '80s is kind of cliche. Like everybody knows, like Michael Jackson had some of the best best music videos, yeah. and uh, they're really uh, everybody knows about those. But Michael we're gonna Jackson talk about videos are just like iconic. Yeah, at all points there was there was that music video. They remember the times, and um, we like we had cable right, but when that video premiered. It not only premiered on MTV, but it premiered on Fox. It premiered between primetime. Yeah. The Simpsons and I wanna say like Married with Children, some shit like that, bro. And it was like it premiered at at 835. And they showed the music video, which was only like eight, nine minutes, ten minutes or something. And then they went back to the program. Like it was fucking breaking news, like OJ <laughs> in the Bronco. <laughs> That's yo, it 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 will like I don't at the time I didn't know how crazy that was because you know I was I was in it. But now just thinking about it, yo, they did that shit for a fucking music video. It was on MTV, BET, Fox, and I don't even know if it was on any other channel. Could have been on like VH1, um, what was another? The box that they had down here. I'm not really sure if they had it any other place. But they had it on all those other fucking places. And it was just like, oh, world premiere. Boom. Everybody watched it. Not only that, like, even it, going before that, like, when he did Bad, Martin Scorsese directed that. Like, that that's who he had backing him up. Like, he had icons backing him up and that's why you know his videos were iconic all right so we're gonna begin with uh 1990 to uh 1999 pat what was your your in your opinion your best the best video okay um my 1990s nine uh 1990s 1999 music video that um i'm gonna throw out there it's a music video that everybody knows. I mean, just the beginning of the actual song is fucking dope. It starts off, I think, well, I'm not really a music guy, but I think it starts off with a snare. And it is Busta Rhymes' Janet Jackson, What's It Gonna Be? Which at the time was the most expensive music video ever made. $2 million, directed by none of Yeah, everybody knows this person. Hype fucking Williams. And uh, in the 90s, if you wanted a music video done, you were R&B, if you were R&B, hip-hop, and you wanted the music video done, if you didn't have Hype Williams directing it, that shit was going to be a wash. Guaranteed. Hype Williams did 
all the best music videos. Maybe we should do that in uh, maybe in the next episode instead of talking about the music videos, the directors, like the best director from every decade. Because mm. Hype Williams, I think he he was like the Steven Spielberg of like music videos at oh, one yeah. point. Like it was. Oh yeah, and, he and was, I think this this uh, this movie this <laughs> this music video came out the same time as what's that movie that came out with uh, Janet not Janet Jackson uh, Jennifer Lopez. Um, it had Vince Vaughn in it. Vince Vaughn in the music video? No, no, in a no, no, in a movie. Oh, for Lopez, Lopez, Vince Vaughn movie. It has the same guy who played uh, who played uh, Kingpin, the Cell. Oh, the Cell. This this uh, <laughs> this video came out in '99. They shot this video in '99, so it just got it just made the cut. And the cell released in 2000. Uh, Janet Jackson's outfit looked like. So you're saying like the cell was influenced <clears throat> by this? I would have to say just the yeah. outfit alone. The fact that uh, you've never seen people pierce nails before. Like I've never seen it. Uh, prior to this, you would think that this is some type of Hellraiser kind of shit, but you haven't even seen that in Hellraiser. That somebody piercing nails. Janet Jackson had nail piercing in this thing, and uh, the cell, the movie, yo, that movie was just so fucking trippy. Like if you look at, uh, I'm trying to see, pick up some scenes from it. Like just the actual look of how the killer's mind looked. It looks like it, you can basically see. The music, this music video being in that whole scenario, or just the Janet Jackson look, yeah. But off rip, man, this this video was just like so fucking amazing to me. It's it's crazy because we're watching the video without the audio, mm. and it's like you still get a good feel from it. Yeah, like it, it definitely has a vibe mm-hmm. to go along with it. Like it's soothing and it's sexual at the same time. But it's also and like without the surreal. lyrics, because the lyrics are fucking sexual as fuck. I remember being a little kid listening to these lyrics, like, "Well, I don't know what they're talking about, but man, <laughs> when I do that stuff, bro, it's gonna be a different fucking picture, bro. <laughs> Make a movie out here." <laughs> hey, I just realized, uh, Buster Rhymes got a guitar. There's no guitars in this in that music video at all. <laughs> But yeah, that yo, just the beginning of the song, just uh, even without the music video itself, the beginning of the song just like it triggers this video. Like this is something that I see as I'm listening to the song, and it is amazing. This video. And what was your uh, my honorable your honorable mention? Meaning like it almost made it as your favorite, mm-hmm. but. This ended up taking the top spot. So what would come in second place? Um, my honorable mention is Smack My Bitch Up by Prodigy. So Smack My Bitch Up was actually my pick uh, for the 90s. And unfortunately, I can't find the video anywhere, which is why I feel like that video was so iconic. Um, it was directed by uh, uh, Jonas Ackerlin, uh, who's Swedish. Um, this gentleman... Also did, like, he's won awards. He's won awards for other music videos, um, like for uh, Ray of Light from Madonna. Um, lots of great videos. Uh, Ramstein, uh, Blink-182, YouTube, Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. um, Metallica. So Smack My Bitch Up is basically, um, this whole video is from this person's point of view. 
and they're having the wildest night ever. Um, and the reason why this video was banned till this day, they show full on nudity, full on sex, drug abuse, violence, all like the most controversial topics basically in one music video. And you see this person just going out on a night in the town, getting into a fight, puking all over the place, doing yeah. drugs, uh, fucking ab- abducting a stripper, yeah, breaking into a car, harassing having, people, harassing people. Fights having sex uh, with this stripper and then you find out at the end that the character looks at themselves in the mirror and it was a it was a woman the entire time and it's crazy how like we immediately think like oh this has to be a guy mm-hmm. when really it was a, it was you actually know, a woman you know the thing that made me think that it was a guy is cuz i think he put on some chucks or she put on some chucks and my my automatic thought was that uh oh this is some dude <laughs> cuz it it was no heels or anything it was like a pair of just regular ass sneakers so i'm like oh, okay this is a guy. They they got me. <laughs> they had me in the first round. <laughs> they had me. Uh, but it was one of those. I remember. So that music video came out. Um, damn, what year was that? This was. Oh, shit. I didn't even find it. Smack my bitch up. You know, I'm going to say 98. Yeah, I was definitely still. I was definitely yeah ninety seven. So I was yeah I was in middle school when this music video came out, and I remember it was such a big deal. They made like a whole thing about it on MTV, and then the MTV announced we are going to show the music video one night, unedited, like but it's going to be like at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Like it was a big deal, and I remember I fell asleep, so I didn't I I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the next morning, one of my friends in school said, like, yo, I recorded it. I recorded it on VHS. I'm like, no. And, he, and we went to his house to watch it. And we had to put the volume low because his mom was, like, walking around. And, of course, if she saw us watching it, it was, you know, he was going to get in trouble and shit. So, we, it, you know, it was, it was the equivalent of, like, watching porn. Like, we sat there like, shut up. Don't make any noise. Like. And then every time she passed by, he would, like, change the channel. Like, oh, my God. Dude. But we watched the video. We were like, whoa. Like, at that time, it was the most mind-blowing thing ever. And uh, I think that's the reason why that's my pick. The fact that it's banned tells you something about that music video. And I think it also tells you something about the Prodigy, too, that they're just like this. Uh, to me, they're iconic for, like, the craziest reason. And they're, they, they have a lot of great music videos. The Prodigy. Oh, hell yeah. Like uh, there was that one. Uh, it was the Firestarter. I forgot what song that was, but the music video itself, the premise of it was fucking amazing. Uh, was that the one with the people running? Yeah, they were blindfolded, blindfolded, but they were just running through like the streets and the building. It was like a race, but people were running blindfolded and uh, hands bound kind of shit. And you see people motherfuckers running into uh, to buildings and shit. You never saw nobody get hit by a car, but they ins- they in- insinuated that motherfuckers were getting hit by cars. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the race, you see the guy, you know, he he wins. He unfold. He he unbinds um, unbounds himself. Unbinds, unbound. Past tense of tying up motherfuckers, and uh, he 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 unties himself. And then uh, he takes off his blindfold, and you just see him like it's it's daybreak kind of shit. And you see the other people who have also won, and you want more of it because like, yo, this this shit right here is a fucking story. I want more of it. Is there gonna be like a part two, like another music video? Because there should be. 
But at that point, at that time, it was like one and done. It's a cool video, and that's all we're doing kind of shit. The vocalist from The Prodigy, who unfortunately passed away, um, that when I saw that music video and I saw how he was acting, yeah, that's when I realized, like, dude, this guy could play the Joker. Oh. Like, ooh, this guy could definitely be the Joker. Like, he has the look. Yeah. He's got the attitude for it. Like, he's a wicked person. Mm-hmm. He seems like, you know, he wants to, you know, do shit to people. Like, Yeah. I mean, just that alone. That that could be a pitch meeting right there. Just show him how he's acting when these motherfuckers are hurting themselves just for. I'm thinking that they're doing it for money, that they're in a bind or something. I, I'm not thinking that they just get just got these people off the streets because they're still running and like they, it's like they have free will to take off the mask if they want. I'm thinking that these people are doing it for money because somebody's either hurt or somebody is kidnapped or some shit like that, and. To put people in a situation like that is kind of like some Joker-esque kind of thing. So I would have loved to see him as the Joker. That would have been amazing. Um, for my uh, honorable mention for best video uh, in the 90s, um, I went with Jamiroquai. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamiroquai, yo, like growing up, there, there was a time, it, you know, it's funny because we the videos that we're picking, it seems like whenever they're, like things were getting stagnant, this one video just threw everything yeah. off. That's Those are the videos that we're picking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the 90s, this video just kind of threw everything out of a loop where it was like, you know, the, the, the choreography of the room mm-hmm. is the video. Like yeah. it, it really had nothing to do so much with the singer. It was you were paying attention to everything. You were paying attention to things in the background, things... Uh, all these inanimate objects they were the characters in the video and the 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 singer is just really working his way around it and this for me was i remember watching it for the first time as a kid i was blown away way by it and i and i remember for years i thought how the hell did they make the floor move and then later i found out the director said in an interview like no 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 the walls are the are the things that are moving yeah. we, the, the walls are on wheels and we attach the camera to another wall so it doesn't look like it. it looks like the floor is moving but when really it's just the wall so i'm thinking like yo that choreography how many times they had to like go oh, over yeah. that must have been insane and they had to they probably did this in like a giant empty warehouse so that they had space to yeah, just move, move around, around and stuff but yeah that's my honorable mention for the 90s so now what about 2000 to 2010 what was your top pick uh, 2000. Well, fun fact about this music video, it's basically uh, the music video itself is supposed to be a recreation of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Oh, yeah. Found that out. I found that out in the 90s when they were talking about this music video. And I was like, I don't I don't I don't see it because I didn't know. I, all I knew, to be honest, everything that I knew about Edgar Allan Poe at that time, Edgar Allan Poe at that time was from The Simpsons. So I was like. I'm gonna quote the Raven Nevermore kind of thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. But as I got older, uh, like the the actual Raven bird and then the blood on the floor kind of thing, mm. all that stuff is supposed to be from, uh, from which, that poem. Yeah, from that poem. So I'm like, oh shit. But the music, the the actual song has nothing to do with. No, <laughs> it has nothing to do with uh, Edgar Allan Poe at all. But yeah, man, that is fucking that that is a man. I remember watching that video over and over again. Um, so we're going into the year 2000. Um, I'm going to say my 
My pick for best music video for 2000 is Coldplay, The Scientist. Oh, I had the wrong one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, my my favorite, uh, my best is just because uh, this is the music video that was backwards, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure because <laughs> I didn't actually listen to it. I was just like, what music video that they had that was like everything was backwards, which was amazing because uh, I remember um, the lead singer of Coldplay saying that he had to learn how to sing backwards and then. While he was doing an interview, he gave an example of what how he was singing and stuff, and everything that he was doing was just like it just sounded like you were just re- rewinding a like tape or some type of audio, and I was like, this is amazing because he's uh, Beyonce tried to do this same thing, but uh, she didn't she didn't get the she didn't do the the due diligence of uh, getting the lyrics learnt and rewind. Which is which is fine, cause this this concept has been done before previously. There was also a video that was by I want to say is that Far Side Movement. Mm, 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 mm. They had a uh, Beastie Boys drop. Oh, I don't know. Mm, 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 mm. I forgot what, uh, what what music video that was, but they did the whole music video backwards, just like this. But they didn't do the lyrics thing. It was just the music video was just done backwards. Like you just see them uh, walking backwards, and you know they get the water dunked on them and all that other stuff. That was a dope ass music video. But this right here, it it shows how cool it can be. Even more so if you just do, just take the time to just learn some lyrics in another fucking language <laughs> that um, a Christopher Nolan will enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he does do it. So I was watching behind the scenes of Tenet, and uh, the guy who played the villain had to learn how to say his lines backwards for some of the scenes. You see, yeah. And so what he did, he cheated. He wrote it out on a like on a piece of cardboard, mm-hmm. and he put it like on the floor so that you don't see it in camera. But there's times where like, yeah, he's actually just reading it off of it because he he would forget himself. No fucking way. Yeah, man. he would forget himself. How? Yeah. But how do you how do you read backwards? Yes. Yeah, like he would like however he, he was gonna pronounce it, tack, he would just write it out. He attack the cat. That's it. I say, hey Chris, that's all you got for me, baby. I think I think we're good, baby. That's a wrap. Everybody, we're good. That's lunch. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh it was an amazing music video. Um, there's not really anything really going on, man. Nah, but video. but it's still intriguing though. Yeah. It's still intriguing because you want to know where. Where does it end up? Yeah. Because where it ends up is how it began. Yeah. You know, so. And there's a person in the forest. They look like they're dead, maybe. Mm-hmm. Did he Did he, did he, did he kill them? Was he the one who did it? Yeah. You know? Oh, it's, was there a car crash? Was She there... went through the window. Okay. So there's a story. Yeah, there's a story there's in it. There's a story there. Uh, what was your honorable mention? My honorable mention is Sierra Promise. And uh, the reason why I love this fucking music video is because um, this shit gave me, like, Aaliyah vibes all over. And on top of that, like, I thought Sierra was, like, yeah, she's an attractive woman, right? But this video right here, I need something for this. I don't know what the... <laughs> I was going <laughs> to put, like, a little sound or something. I need, like, a woo. Yo, this video right here... 
turned it up a fucking notch. Like I didn't, I knew that she was, uh, she was attractive, but this video right here made me, yo, I was like, is she singing to me, bro? <laughs> like you know, she she was looking at the camera. She did like there was a scene in the music video that she's actually dancing with the mic, and the mic is moving. Have you ever seen uh what's the name of that movie? Uh, Electric Boogaloo. Breaking. Yeah. Like the mic was moving just like how the guy was dancing with the broom kind of thing. And I was like, holy shit! And I just wanted to know how they did that because she leans on the fucking mic like. I just wanted to know how they, I still don't know how they did all that. But I'm thinking that it was just like, uh, it has it has something to do with rollerscoping. <laughs> rollerscoping is in there somewhere. And uh, at the end of her dance, when she was with the mic, she does, uh, I mean, the whole thing is like sultry as, as shit. And I thought that she was going to be the biggest thing to hit R&B because of this. But she, you know, she's just... Yo, she's just Sierra to me, but just saying that is like is fucking dope. And then there was this scene that she has other people dancing with her, and all these women are on the scaffolding that looks like something from West Side Goddamn Story and shit. They're all dancing on the scaffolding, but all you see is just silhouette of women dancing, and it was just like, man, if that was a strip club, I would go there. <laughs> like I like <laughs> like a burlesque show. It's like a goddamn burlesque show, and I'm like, man, it's like. It's just amazing. This music video, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And I remember when I, I posted this this video a long time ago on fucking like Facebook, right? And I was like, "Yo, Sierra's best music video, hands down." And somebody, somebody was like, "This music video? What are you talking about? What about this video from with her and Justin Timberlake?" And I, I didn't even watch it. I was like, "Throw that shit away. <laughs> watch this video. Come at me." Let me know what you're thinking, and then watch it again. I said, I need you to know this video like you know scriptures. Because this right here, this is fucking perfect. I'm not even I'm not even done, bro. I'm not even done. There's this scene where she's over here banging on the wall on the floor. Like she's dancing on the floor and she she does she like smashes the that right there. Back back it up a little bit. Look at this. Yeah. Bip, bip. It's a little, it's a little blurp. You can't even that that right there. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. This this video was so good. I yo, I have the song on my Spotify, and I just listened to it. I'm like, bro, she's singing to me, but I don't know why she with this football player, this well financed uh, good man. Why is she with this guy? Well, she could be with somebody who's toxic like me. <laughs> she went with Future. She won't future. That didn't work out. She needs the medium. She got this great man. She won't future who was like, you know, this guy's for the streets. <laughs> she needs a medium. She needs me. She needs an average. She needs an average <laughs> Joe. And I'm the, I'm the Joe. Like, I, I would be complimenting her on the runways. Like, look, look, like, look at her. <laughs> look at me. Hey, what's going on? Me with my Hawaiian shirts and shit while she's over here dressing like how Sierra dresses. Look at this. It's like they know how to make every everybody just look good. They're just chilling on the wall, but still it's like it's an amazing look. And this video was done by uh Diana Martell. Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking video is perfection. And if if you need something that uh like if there was aliens coming on earth, 
coming to Earth, and they were like, "Yo, uh, I heard y'all make music videos that are really uh, that really showcase the talent of uh, you know black women." I was Sierra uh, Promise, two thousand six, directed by Diana Martell. You're welcome. <laughs> That's it, bro. It's it's over. It's a wrap. They're they're gonna give us all their technology, and that's that's my thoughts on uh, Sierra. Yeah, I forgot. I <laughs> forgot okay. how like beautifully erotic this video is, bro. And you know what's crazy? It's erotic, mm. but they're not doing anything over sexual, like over sexualized. They're not. They're not doing anything over sexualized. She's wearing like a baggy sweat suit, and it's still sexy as hell. Yeah, because it's like, bro. The the music, the 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 movement and everything, it's like, yo, they're not even they're telling a story. And the story they're telling is like, yeah. Because the, I mean the whole premise of the whole music video is that um she promised that that she loves this person and uh she yo, there's a lyric that she says, Come on, let mama come on, let mama spoil you like a baby, thinking about you, dreaming about you. Something, something daily. I'm like, God damn, girl. Bro, I've never been in a relationship that a girl is just like follow. Like she's over, like she's into me that deep. <laughs> That's scary, bro. <laughs> like I've never been in that situation. So if that does happen, I'm going to be, I'm going to question everything about that shit. She came out with this song, right? And then right after this song came out, uh, Beyonce came out with the song uh, Cater to You. I'm not saying that Beyonce, you know, let me not, because I don't want the Beehive to come at us, but I'm just saying that Beyonce be jumping on people's uh, trends and shit like that, and she just kills it, bro, because she jumped on this, right, on this whole little, like, oh, I'm going to take care of of my man kind of shit. She jumped on that after Sierra did this song, killed it, and then there was this other girl, Amira. Remember that fucking song? She did that song, right? Amira killed that fucking song. J-Lo wanted that goddamn song. Uh, what you call it? Amira was like, nah, I want this song for myself, which she fucking killed. The producer of that song, Beyonce got that producer and then just started making music just like, that sounded just like it and everything. Killed that fucking shit. You don't even know, you can't even hear from Amira right now. Like, where is she? Beyonce just Beyonce just took your whole career. <laughs> she made she made she took your music and made it better than you would have. It's scary, bro. <laughs> it's fucking scary, but she did that shit, man. And uh no 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 knock to Beyonce, man. I mean, she's a bad one too. <laughs> she's a she's bad the one. Queen, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna say. But she's <laughs> a bad one too, you know? <laughs> But yeah, those are my two picks. What about you, Kevin? What are um, your two picks? So I, I, I truly believe that the two thousands there was one there was there was an I would just say artists um that conquered the two thousands. Stankonia was like the first album I actually like owned. Like I actually like the first C D I ever bought. Um Speaker Box and the Love Below was also iconic, like I feel like Outcast dominated the 2000s, and not only did they dominate in music, but I think they dominated in music videos. My number one pick uh, for the 2000s was "Hey Yeah" uh, by Outcast, and what I love about this music video and was one obviously iconic. When when I say "Hey Yeah" from Outcast, 
I think the color that immediately you start thinking of is green because you know everybody was wearing green. You remember everybody was wearing green. You see how creative and how talented Andre is. The fact that he played every character in this. And he's actually playing these instruments that you see. He is playing the guitar. He is playing the drums. Like He's showing you how talented he really is. And he is a camera person. Like He is so good in front of the camera. And the fact that Everything was just perfectly choreographed. Uh, cinematography was great. They gave it like this American bandstand type of feel to it. It's just, it's hard to watch this video and not smile. Like it just has an energy behind it. Hell yeah! I just realized that the the vocalists, the the beat background vocalists, they're all dressed like equestrians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious! And 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 not only is he playing every character, but every character has a personality. Yeah. So the the drummer has his own personality. The mm. keyboardist has a personality. The background singers, and he that that's that's what shows you that he, Andre is just super talented, super super super, super talented. Um, and then uh, who directed that video? Brian Barber directed uh, this video, and he has done a lot of fucking uh, music videos um, that are also iconic from Will I Am. Um, to Kanye West, he did uh, Flashing Lights. He did um, music videos for Kelly Clarkson. He also did, uh, th when this video came out, um, I Love the Way You Move, uh, Big Boy came out with that. And he directed that video too. So super iconic. I think that video uh, for me takes over uh, the 2000s. My honorable mention, uh, let me just pull it up really quick. My honorable mention is also, like I said, from um, Outcast was Bombs Over Baghdad. Bombs Over Baghdad to me was like, yo, how can we make a fun video and make it look like it's on an acid trip? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> this, yo, when this video came out, man, like the song itself was already like fucking perfect. It, it was perfect. Like the, the, the breakdowns, the shit like that. Like if you know how to dance, this is the song that you dance to. If you know how to fucking dance, yeah. you know how to cut a rug, this is the shit. But, yo, when that music fucking video came out, it was like, it took a whole new fucking level. Like, to me, it, it felt like, yo, uh, just like what Missy Elliott did to music videos in the 90s, where when she started, when she got with, uh, was she directing uh, uh, Hype Williams did her videos? No, it wasn't Hype Williams who did her videos. I don't remember. Well, the same thing that Missy Elliott and uh, Busta Rhymes did with their music videos in the 90s, Outkast did this shit, like, coming straight out of 2000 with theirs. Like, this video right here was like, holy shit, this shit was fucking epic. The fucking ground is green. The trees are... Purple. Purple. So they, were, they showed you shots inside of the goddamn tour bus. They got big boy jumping from car to car. <laughs> yeah, and like, it, it, and it's funny because they keep throwing stuff at you. So like, I know at one point I, I remember watching this music video for the first time, and then they show like a baboon, yeah, like out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember the baboon came out. And I was like, what the fuck? Like it, it was all these constant like tight turns. Like I'm, we're gonna we're gonna throw shit at you. As soon as you start getting used to the music video, we're gonna throw another thing at yeah, you. Yeah, dude, it was like, and oh, especially the uh, the the woman with the mask on. Yeah, bro, it was like, it's like scary, <laughs> but also sexy at the same time, bro. I didn't know what to think, man. It was like, uh, uh. 
<laughs> there she goes again. It's like, bro, it was fucking amazing, man. It must have been really fun to film this. Oh, hell yeah. The stunts that were being done, I just realized that they did some Dukes of Hazard shit <laughs> by just uh, fucking uh, a dunk. They just they dropped that shit out of an 18-wheeler. Oh, my God. This Yeah, this video was like... This is another video that you want to show to aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that was our pick uh, for the 2000s. Yeah, I just realized, yeah, there was that, that fucking, the church at the end that you just saw, like, they were going to church this whole time. But the church that they were going to is like... Yeah, I completely forgot about this. Right here, mm -hmm. the music video, it turns into, like, another music video. Yeah. And the song itself was like that, too. Like, you thought, like, okay, both verses are done. Yeah. The song is over. No, that whole power, music, electro yeah. revival, like, it just turned into another song. There was a guitar solo. There was a DJ solo. Yeah, this the, this this music video that takes you was... on a journey. It's a journey. Look at that. Now it's like going into this other thing. Oh my god, no. it, If you no, nah, there's nobody in the world who hasn't seen this fucking video. <laughs> you know, um, oh my god, bro. It it was. You know, some people say that it was a cultural phenomenon. Nah, this was a world. Why phenomenon, dog? Like, it, it went beyond hip hop and expanded to to everything, bro. Yeah. I, I I seriously believe that if this video wasn't made, hip hop and like all other cultures would not be like. Th I I think that there would be like things that wouldn't be wouldn't exist that we know today. I mean, maybe Trump wouldn't have been president if this video wasn't made. <laughs> I mean, how far can we take this? I don't know. But there have been things that wouldn't have uh, existed if this video wouldn't have been made. Like, just the... I don't know. People start caring about music videos more. Mm -hmm. Starting to do it and, like, uh, and like start taking new looks at music videos. After that, it was like... Oh, man. it was It was a fun time. So all that amazing creativity now is leaking into the 2010s. Yeah. Now we're in the 2010s. What was the what was your pick for best video of the 2010s? Ooh, my favorite pick, my best pick for 2010 uh music video is uh Kanye West Runaway directed by none other than Kanye West. Uh this video I think the I think the the actual MTV awards performance was before the music video, I think. Did he perform before he showed the music video? Oh, I don't know. Well, this is the first time I ever seen like an actual hip hop uh song that had like ballerinas in it before. And it was a dope ass fucking look. Like it was just like bringing two cultures in together that really you would never see anything like this unless you're watching a rom com that was in the, the early two thousand where it was something about like a, a white girl coming to the hood and trying to learn how to do hip hop while she's over here trying to teach black people how to ballet and shit like that. Cause that is a rom-com. Look it up. Um, <laughs> this right here, just like, it just, it, it just showed like, uh, it will, it just showed beauty in a different, in a different way. It's like, yeah, you think this is beautiful, but have you ever seen beauty from this angle? Like I haven't. And it like the camera angles that they had were just like they just let shit just sit. No fast cuts. It was just, yo, you need to experience this, experience that. And it was 
every and it went with the one with the music because before you know music videos will always just be like okay we're gonna shoot a lot of shit so we're gonna have to cut from here to there cut cut with the beat from here to there but this shit was all about like nah just let the shit sit and fucking enjoy this enjoy this angle get all of this this like drink all this shit in if i had to teach like a class in cinematography and i needed to teach students like the importance of like framing blocking um frame composure like what like this right here i think this shot is like the perfect example like why you should place something here you should place something on that corner mm -hmm. like this right here you're telling a story with just this camera angle. Yeah, it's a, it's a shot of the ballerinas on the on the left side of a uh, frame, and Kanye West on the bottom right side. He's standing on top of the piano, and he's just rapping towards them. And it's 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 fucking stunning, man. It's just like, and just to see how music videos have come from the '90s until now, and how like. I mean, it, it 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 explains a lot of things just about like just the medium and itself because it's like how we're growing to accept this as a form of uh, like musical entertainment. Like music videos have changed from like the '80s. You know, now everybody's doing music videos like Michael Jackson. It's just that. They don't get that kind of appreciation because Michael Jackson at the time was the only person who was able to do those kind of things to get that kind of money, kind of stuff. I remember the music video that he did with his with his sister was fucking big with um, with Janet with Janet Jackson. I forgot Scream. Was Scream. Yeah. That music video was like they were saying. I think that that music video costed like a million dollars to make, and bro, there was people who worked on that music video and. They're like I work with somebody who worked on that music video, and they were saying like, "Yeah, man, that 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 time it was an experience because, like, the things that we were doing, you know, nobody wanted to do, but it's like we had the money to do it, so we just got it done." It, it they they said that it, I think it took like a month to film that whole fucking music video just because you know the artist times and shit like that. It was amazing, and now you know people are doing that shit just because things have gotten easier to do, and it's like. Now everybody's putting that kind of love into music video. Like all the artists are doing, putting that kind of love into music videos without that kind of money. Now you don't need $2 million to do a, a thought-provoking video. Now all you need is just like a 100000 or just like a buddy with a camera and shit. Just, uh, just some people who are willing to give you their time. That's all you need. And it's, it's, it's a great, like, I mean, what a time to be alive, you know what I mean? Oh, and uh, my honorable mention is uh, a song from Childish Gambino. No, it's not the This Is America. It's uh, Bonfire by Childish Gambino, and it's directed by Hiro Moria. Moria, who also directed, um, he directed some episodes of Atlanta uh, and all of uh, Donald Glover's music videos. This music video is cool because it tells a story about a uh a kid who who went to a um he went to a camp he he got hung and then he's he's forced to repeat him realizing that oh uh he thinking that he's still alive he runs to 
uh, he runs to the campfire, the bonfire, and then he, ri- he realizes that, oh, shit, the person who they're talking about in this scary story is me. And then he wakes up again, and he's hung. So he's forced to repeat him being hung and realizing that, oh, he's dead. And uh, it's a great fucking music video, man. All of, all of the, uh, I want to say Chris Manola, all of uh, Childish Gambino music videos are amazing. Especially this one. This one right here is the one that uh, stood out to me the most. And what about you, man? Uh, for my 2010s, yeah. um, it's funny because I, I was like, I, I kept going back to this video. I was like, oh, wait, but there was also this video. Nah, but there was there was this one too. Uh, this is um, Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Go Similar to Bombs Over Baghdad and Outcast, where like, yo, every shot, there's something crazy happening. Every shot in this music video has not only a story to tell, uh, artistic story to tell, but it's also, you know, they're using different camera techniques. They're using different uh, styles of editing. They're using different styles of lighting. It's like your your whole entire experience in film school in one music video. <laughs> like so many, uh, you know, this, the, the, the fisheye fish lens. Um, I, I've watched this video hundreds of times, and every time I watch it, I notice something new about it, you know. And I think that's one of the one of the most iconic things about it, and what makes it beautiful. Um, this must have been crazy to film. Being on that set must have been insane. Uh, but yeah, one hundred percent. I think this this hands down goes will go down in history as like one of the greatest music videos of all time. I think. Yeah, the thing is, is like, it it's using things that you see like, uh, it, there's a, there's a whole bunch of videos on YouTube of people just using these certain kind of effects, right? Like uh, the fisheye uh, lens effect. Uh, people who are using the 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 robot arm with a camera on it, like you see that, you you see that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of videos about people doing all these different effects. But then what they do is just use all, they take all that, say, yeah, we'll use all that and put that into one fucking video and just make it awesome. And that's what they did here. It, it, it's, it's basically like, oh, I've seen this before. Oh, I've never seen it like this before. Because they're, they're using, like, the most expensive camera. They got the great Poupon shit. But it's like, fuck it. I'm surprised that they even remember that shit, bro. Because, <laughs> yo, they don't do that great Poupon commercial anymore, <laughs> man. Yo, I've always wanted to do that in a music video to show like uh, what you call it uh, to show red light going into a window. That's that's fucking awesome. Even though it's not in the music video that often, it's it almost feels like they grabbed twenty directors mm-hmm. and said, "We're gonna give you thirty seconds." Yeah. <laughs> And you each have your own 30 seconds. Yeah. Do whatever you want in those 30 seconds. And, like, it's just a different vibe every yeah. minute of the song. Like, yeah, that that was my pick for the um, 2000s and, I mean, 2010s. And I think it's going to it's gonna live on. Uh, my honorable mention is Bad Girls uh, from MIA. Mm-hmm. This music video basically took 
the glamour that you see in American music videos, but takes it out of America and takes it to another country, uh, countries that we don't necessarily um, connect with our, like how we interpret like glamour and music videos. And like, yo, you see, you got, you got the car racing, you got the, the car show, you've got um, the, the, what do you call them? The video vixens who are not the conventional um, uh, video vixens that you see in music videos. You got the whole entourage. Yeah. It, it's fantastic, but it's just it's in a different world that we're not used to um, here in America. So I, I love this music video. And what I love about it cinematography wise, like technical wise, everything is an epic wide shot. Mm hmm. The whole video, there's there's no close ups. Even if it was a close up, it was close up with an anamorphic lens, so it still looks larger than life. Yeah. Every every shot looks like IMAX or something. And mind you, all the videos that we said in 2010, um, this was this is around the time that like flares were abundant. Like everybody was using flares because of um, yeah, I forgot the guy's name. J.J. Uh, Abrams. J.J. Abrams. But none of the music videos that we're talking about has flares in them at all. That goes to show that uh, these people were like, nah, man, we ain't about it. But the anamorphic lenses, yeah. Those shits are, uh, ooh, I didn't know that tire got flat. I think I've only seen this music video like three times. It, Yo, it was just like, yo, you can make anything dope, man. Like any, any... Like there's there's hoods all over the fucking world, right? And you can just make like, oh, we can be, we can definitely shoot a music video there here. Dog, there's been places that I've been been at, and I'm like, yeah, you can shoot a music video here, and it's just like a rundown area. Like, oh, you can definitely shoot something here, bro. You, it's like it all depends on the the artist. Like, what do they feel that can be done in this area? If you can make anything out of nothing then when you get something, you can definitely make, I don't know, don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost my fucking train of thought. But yeah, man, that's, that's what I'm talking about right now. Uh, I think that's been it, man. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hungry. Um, let me play us out with a little bit of song song. With that being said, I've been Pat. And this is Kev. Uh, you've been you, y'all been y'all, and we've been us, and I hope everybody had a ball, something like that. I'll catch y'all later. Mm -hmm.